It's time for the Noble Capital Radio Hour with the team at Noble Capital Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Austin area and beyond. Featuring the Vice President of Noble Capital Wealth Management, Jess Hamill, and Financial Advisor, Jonathan Berkland. Here's your host, Walter Storholt. This is the Noble Capital Radio Hour. I'm Walter Storholt alongside the fantastic team at Noble Capital Wealth Management. They are Vice President Jess Hamill, Financial Advisor Jonathan Berkland, and they are the folks that help guide us each and every week here on the show to learn a little bit more about the financial world and, of course, about retirement, making sure we get a little smarter along the way. We like to have some fun, too. On today's show, we're going to talk about the A-word. No, no, don't tune away. Don't send the kids running or anything like that. It's it's an appropriate for radio version of the A word. Guys, I'm talking about the confusion that surrounds the word annuities. Um, and there's probably a lot of confusion around that word when it comes to retirement and finances because there are all these different types of annuities out there, and they all kind of do different things. So what I wanted to do on today's show was kind of give you the opportunity to help us a little bit by learning about these different types of annuities that are out there and, and just from a high level how they work, how they might get used in someone's financial plan, and kind of where you see these things fit in. Because I know they can be kind of a lightning rod in the financial world at times. And so I think if that's really just a lack of knowledge that causes that. So let's get smarter on today's show. So let's start with, uh, first of all, an immediate annuity. And don't get too lost on all the words here, right? But an immediate annuity, let's use that as our launching point. What is it? How does it work? When might somebody use it? So an immediate annuity by definition means you start withdrawing money from it within 30 days of funding it. So an immediate annuity is typically a lottery winning, a um, settlement in a lawsuit. You know, you sue somebody for a hundred grand, but they don't have a hundred grand, but they've got Mm -hmm. 60 grand. So you get 10 grand a year for the next 10 years, that kind of thing. Nothing wrong with an immediate annuity if it's used properly, but in the retirement world, I really can't think of very many situations where it really would have any application. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to get a whole lot of performance or growth. I mean, it's kind of like going out in your your backyard and burying a pile of money, and then once a month you go out there and dig up a little bit and kind of use that on a set schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There's there's not a lot of opportunity for for, for growth or or really great performance out out of the immediate annuities. They do have their uses for particular situations. If you need the income to qualify for a mortgage or something along those lines, we've seen them used there. But that's typically not one of those that we we put a lot into our retirement plans unless we we have a client that already has one coming to us. It's it's just... um, they have their specific use cases, and, and we don't see a great use for them and what we do, at least. Right. It's kind of putting locking a lot up to get very little uh, yeah, yeah. in an immediate annuity. Okay. That's a reasonable understanding of that one. All right. So then the next uh, annuity to talk about is the variable annuity. I can kind of guess what that one maybe means, but uh, give us the details. So that, that's the one where the majority of the negative press that you hear out there comes from. Um, it's basically taking, and, and typically it's funded out of people's portfolios. So you're taking money out of the market, putting it into an annuity, and throwing it right back out of the market under the cloak of an annuity. Mm-hmm. Um, only now you have higher fees. So there are some benefits to an annuity from a safety standpoint, from yep. tax deferment on right, on the, right. the, the earnings. But they typically they typically are not a good choice for our clients. On top of it. 
the fees are not only high, but oftentimes they're hidden. They have a, the, they just have a bad reputation. They give all of us a black eye. Jonathan, what, you want to comment on yeah, that? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, variable annuities. Maybe one out of ten we see that, that is performing well, that maybe has a good income rider, that's going to be a good tool for a retiree, you know, people that we're working with. But more often than not, these are sold as accumulation vehicles to those who are, you know, still in their career, still accumulating by, by their advisor. And there's not much mind paid to the, the long-term performance, the fact that, you know, annuities by definition and nature are geared towards the retirement space. And we generally see that, that variables don't perform as well once you get to retirement. Like Jess was saying, the fees tend to be higher, you know, anywhere from, gosh, a point and a half to three and a half, four points is more problem. the average. Yeah, it's a little bit higher. So generally we see these um, as, as accumulation tools that people come to us with on the very seldom occasion. Like I said, they may have a, a rider that's sufficient for use in retirement. But more often than not, there's something that we look at really determining is this something that's going to be useful for us in the retirement space. And, and more often than not, there's something that we can do that's a little bit more efficient um, and makes better use of the funds within that, that doesn't cost so much from a fee perspective. So the immediate and the variable, those are two types of annuities, but sounds like you guys aren't really utilizing those a lot within your strategies. And that's a good caveat here, too, before we move on further. Yeah, we're discussing specific products for the next couple of minutes on the show today, but it's always, always, always in the lens of how the products would fit into the strategy and the plan. The product itself is never just the plan. So always keep that in mind as well. That's another key, key point to point out. So you, know, you talked about the A word. Nobody annuities have gotten such a bad name because they are the most misunderstood and misexplained financial instruments out there. That it's getting to where advisors are afraid to even use the word because people will turn around and run as soon as they hear the word annuity. So they go out of their way to avoid using the word until you can get them down and talk to them, which then creates an era of uh, mystery. It, it, yeah, mystery. Yeah, it's almost mystique, like, oh, you were yeah. trying to hide it from me. You called right, it an instrument right. or a vehicle and all this. So it just adds to it. So the mere you know, action of trying to not say the word annuity adds to the misconception and the negative, you know, aspects of, of the annuities right there by themselves. Yep, yep, yeah. And everybody's situation is different. Like Walter is saying, every product is different. So don't go rush out and make some changes based on our, our generic feedback here. But it's just one of the things you want to look at and understand. What kind do I have and how is it performing for me? What fees am I paying? So on and so forth. All, all kind of the basic questions just to understand the, the instrument itself. For our younger listeners to the program, it's uh, annuities have become the Voldemort of the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of the financial world like it's like uh, the product that must not be named but right. you bring up a great point jess like it's gotten such a bad rap that now it's actually detrimental to the fact that you just won't say the word if it really is a bad word and we're not saying the word well then it's just more confusion and get shrouded in mystery and then you, you just can't build any trust that way with somebody so well, i'll give you a, an example that is specific and i hope the guy's not listening to the show and if so we can laugh and take it with a grain of salt but uh a recent client came in, and I was going through the first appointment with him. And one of the questions I'll ask towards the end is, is there anything specific that you, you've either been burned on in the past or your grandfather told you not to do, or for whatever reason, you absolutely are not even going to, you don't even want to hear it. So I'm not going to waste my time proposing it to you. I'll set it on to the, you know, the no-go side. He said, well, I, I had a real bad experience with annuities. And I said, okay, well, share that with me. I'm interested in hearing. And he said, well, we bought one like 20 years ago and didn't really understand it. It was one of those indexed ones or something. And and uh, I just I just didn't understand it. And I said, well, did you use the indexing features? I know it's fixed. It's getting 4%. I'm like, 4%? I was like, 100 times what you get in your savings account. I was like, did something go wrong? He said, no. I said, well, how much did you put in? He said, a couple thousand. I said, what's the balance now? He said, a little over 10. I said, so you put in two. It's worth over 10. It's 
getting 4% guaranteed, what's the problem? And the problem was that the guy that sold it to him didn't explain it to him. So he didn't even realize how good of a deal he was getting. In those days, 4% fixed is uh, going to be pretty hard to find. So the guy had yeah. an excellent performing product that he'd had for 20 years and didn't like it and didn't even realize why he didn't like it. Lack of education, uh, and not necessarily his fault at that time. Uh, whoever sold you a product should educate you on it. And unfortunately, it just doesn't happen. Uh, well, we started to head that direction. So you, you mentioned fixed. That's kind of the, the the last two. We'll kind of link them together. There's fixed, and then there's one that's called a fixed indexed annuity. Can you explain a little bit more about how those work and how you utilize those in your planning, if at all? Sure. So we that is the fixed index annuity is one of a, a variety of tools that we use to generate income in our income plans. Um, and I'll just say it right now. You know, I, I like them. I like them in most situations. A fixed index annuity is simply a fixed annuity with an index feature lumped onto it. And for the most part, the majority of the times that we're using annuities, specifically fixed index annuities, we're using for the income rider. So the indexing feature, the fixed feature, is really secondary. It's over on the cash value side. It's not terribly impressive. It's not intended to be. Mm -hmm. And the goal of this is not to accumulate. The goal is to turn a fixed asset into an income stream. So I'm going to let Jonathan elaborate a lot. I've been kind of stealing yeah, the mic here for a while. Sure. No, yeah. So like immediate annuities, we talked about those. You get some sort of income stream immediately by name, right? So that the fixed annuities or fixed index annuities, those are deferred annuities. So we'll put a lump sum in there and wait two, five, ten years, whatever we need according to your income plan, and then activate what's called the income rider, which is just a feature that, that produces an income uh, directly to you and maybe your spouse for the rest of your life. And it's, it's, it's lifetime guaranteed income. So it's a great uh, feature to have. And we, we, we put it on most of the, the income or the index annuities that, that we use uh, for this income purpose. And it's in addition to your Social Security, maybe your pension that you have, any other income streams. And it just kind of falls right in there on the income plan. So it's one of the things we use to generate some additional income in retirement. We talk about income a lot. This is the one, one of the ways to get it, and one of the best ways, in our opinion. Right, at a, at a relatively low fee when right. there are fees. Yep. Um, and when we do use fixed index annuities for accumulation, then there's no fee. So right, that's the other side to it, right? You can use it kind of like a, it's just a safe place to park some money, right? You can, uh, if there's a, a floor of zero, you're not going to lose any, any principal there. There's no f fee on, on most of the products out there for accumulation purposes. It's tied to an index called the S&P 500. And, you know, you, you get to participate in the upside and you're not going to lose on the downside. It's a great way to, to earn more than you're getting in that savings account or CD and, and a safe place to park some cash. Yeah. The absolute worst possible thing that can happen is that in any one particular given year, you just didn't make anything. Right. You physically, right. physically yeah. cannot lose no matter what. Right. So if 2008 comes along again, everybody else is down 30 or 40% in their market portfolios. You're going to be at a goose egg, which is a pretty good spot to sit in that in that given year. Yeah, because when it comes back up, they got to dig out of that 40% hole. And right. just, the second it starts going right. up, you're going straight up from the beginning. So it's not a place to park all of your money. It's not a place to get all of your income necessarily, but it's a great place, sort of an alternate bucket, right, than maybe the traditional ones you're thinking about as you approach retirement to either derive an income stream or to grow a little bit of money uh, safely there on the side. So the fixed annuity, really fixed index annuity, is, is one that we really like from a fee perspective and a performance perspective. It really works for a variety of situations and, and most retirees in ways that the immediate and the variable just don't so much. But to, to sum everything up, I would say just the, you know, the A word, annuities. Yeah. When used properly with the right type, 
an annuity, in, in our, most of our cases a fixed index annuity, but an annuity can be an extremely powerful, safe, predictable retirement tool that does everything you could possibly want out of a you know out of an instrument that generates income for your retirement. It's just got to be applied properly and explained properly. Exactly, and tied to a plan. That's the biggest thing, yeah. right? Don't don't go to somebody who's just going to flip you a product and send you along in your merry way. It's it's important to understand what you're purchasing, but it's also important to understand why. How how is it going to be used? Why do I need to purchase it in this amount? So on and so forth. Uh, make sure it's tied into your retirement plan. Um, and if you're not being provided one with your annuity, then then you you might not have the right advisor. And that's just as simple as that. So that's something we like to do always is drive it right back to the plan. So if you're looking for a plan, you don't have a retirement plan or you're thinking about an annuity, you're approaching retirement in retirement and just trying to figure it all out. A great way to do that is come out to an event that we hold here, here around town. Come out to a local restaurant, have a great meal and listen to us talk about common retirement mistakes that we see people making. Listen to the way that we approach retirement planning and, and see if it meshes with you. Uh, we can certainly help you achieve your retirement goals. We enjoy doing it. We do it day in and day out. And coming out to an event is a great place to, to get a sense for uh, us and how we operate. And you'll have the opportunity to make an appointment, come meet with us face-to-face and, and talk about your specific situation, whether that's annuities, taxes, the whole gamut. We'll, we'll figure it out and put you on a path towards success in retirement. So take advantage of the opportunity. Come out and see us. If you want to come out to an upcoming event, all you have to do to see the list of upcoming events and to RSVP online is go to ncwealth.com. Again, that's ncwealth.com. You can find about all the upcoming dinner and discussion seminars there, ncwealth.com. Or you can call or text the team and ask that way to be included in an upcoming event and reserve your spot. 512-492-3800 is the number to call. These are free events, so you come out, have dinner on us, and then learn a little bit about the financial world at the same time, the common retirement mistakes that others have made in the past, how you can avoid them, things like the annuity trap, uh, procrastination, taxes, the danger of not having an income plan as you approach retirement. Make sure you're getting advice like that as you get closer and closer to that retirement date. Again, call Call or text 512-492-3800. That's 512-492-3800. Or go online to ncwealth.com. You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour with Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkley. Hi, I'm a cleverly devised personification of Wall Street. I'm one wild roller coaster ride away from wreaking havoc on your investments. And I love to mess with your emotions. If you're not properly diversified, you can bet I'll keep you up all night thinking about me. If you want to keep me off your mind, you really need a trusted advisor who will look after your best interests. You also need a custom-designed financial plan that will protect you from market volatility. Otherwise, when I take a plunge... I'll send you scrambling through your filing cabinet, hoping you were well prepared. Don't wait for turmoil to hit. In the Austin area, reach out to the Noble Capital Wealth Management Team for help building a custom, comprehensive, and complimentary financial plan. Call 512-492-3800. That's 512-492-3800. Or reserve a time to meet online at ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. Austin's Talk 1370. 
If you ever miss a show, don't worry. You can always catch up later with the Noble Capital Radio Hour podcast. Find it on your favorite podcasting apps like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other platforms. Just look for the Noble Capital Radio Hour podcast or go online to ncwealth.com. All right, guys, it's time to check in on the mailbag once again here on the Noble Capital Radio Hour, answering your questions. By the way, if you want to submit a question, we might feature it on a future show. You can call or text your question into 512-492-3800 or submit it online at ncwealth.com. This question comes to us from Ellie, and Ellie's writing in from Georgetown. Ellie says, I'm a little worried because it seems like all my friends have more money saved for retirement than I do. Is that a bad sign for me? Sounds like it, but I'm going to let Jonathan go with that. <laughs> Since Georgetown is <laughs> about. I know, yes, yes, born and raised. So shout out to Ellie there. Uh, we may know each other. No, I mean, it's all about, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's not what you make, it's what you save. In retirement, it, it's not how much you have, it's what, it's what you spend, right? It's all it comes back to the budget. People have successful retirements uh, with you know multi-million dollar portfolios. They also have successful retirements with much, much less. Um, it's really about your lifestyle and your, kind of your goals and aspirations in retirement. So don't keep up with the Joneses, right? Uh, don't, don't be worried about that. Worry about what you want to do, what you want to accomplish um, in retirement, and plan accordingly towards that. So get with an advisor if you haven't already, or, or pencil out kind of your budget and, and figure out, you know, can you make it work with, with what you have? And if that makes you happy, then so be it. Don't, don't worry about what anybody else has, has to say about it. That's, that's my take on it. I agree. I mean, I wouldn't say worry is not the worry. I mean, be concerned with it, but don't, don't use the basis of what you believe other people have as the barometer for where you should be. And just remember, a lot of times when your friends are telling you what they have, that it's going to be embellished. So no, don't believe That's a good here. point. That's a good point. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. How many, uh, how many times are people coming into your office and as you're going through the plan, they're using their friends or extended family members or something like that as their barometer? And you're kind of having to say, eh, quit worrying about that. Is that a common, common issue? Once they're in the office, not as much as you would think. I mean, I, I, I hear it, you know, at dinner with friends and just in conversations at dinner parties or whatever. I mean, yes, I hear that a lot. But once people make it through our screening process and go to, you know, to the dinner, dinner seminar and get in here, they're not really worried about, about what their friends have. They're, yeah. they're pretty focused. I mean, there was one or two that are concerned, you know, and it's usually the people that are, you know, right, rightfully right. so. They're, 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 I'm Can't looking at it going, I, I can't help you. I'm sorry. You have to work for a very, very long time. Yeah, we see more people coming in saying, you know, well, my best friend said this is the right investment or they told me that, you know, I don't need that thing, you know, and it, that's where we get yeah, frustrated. It's like, exactly. well, do they know your situation, your portfolio? You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's more along those lines rather than kind of comparing uh, portfolios uh, yeah, to their yeah, friends. My, my best friend, the optometrist, tell me, don't, whatever you do, don't ever invest money in a life insurance policy. I'm like, yeah. uh, he's an optometrist. Yeah, what's, yeah. What's yeah. How does that make sense? That's the way we see it more often than than not is is people rely on other people's experiences, uh, at least here in our office. Yeah, I actually had a lady come in, and I swear to God, she said that her brother-in-law told her to never buy an annuity. And I thought it was you know at least somewhere recent. I was like, well, what is your brother in law doing? I, I have no idea. Now. It's been too long, but it was it was nothing insurance. It's like he counts trees for the state of Texas. Yeah, exactly. or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> nothing in the post. And I said, okay, so you know maybe he got into a bad situation. I said, well, so how long ago was it? I was thinking she was going to say, you know, if you're 1992. So her her brother in 1992, who has no knowledge or inner you know experience with annuities, told her not to buy an annuity. And here we are, almost 30 years later, and she's still carrying that around with her. Yes, your friends but and that, family can that's how we work, it. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 as people, yeah. that you, you hear the one bad experience, and you know, 
you do it on something as simple as you go out to eat somewhere, you have one bad experience. Well, I'm never going back there again. You know, it could be a five star world class restaurant and it made you sick one time, never going back. You know, even if you were actually sick before you walked in the door, <laughs> most likely it's still their fault <laughs> and you're never going to go back there. And it's like, it seems so unreasonable in certain light. And then other lights were able to kind of justify uh, kind of that thinking. So it is a hard barrier to overcome, but I think that's why people just have to realize. I like how you guys illustrate all the time. It, it's your situation. You know, uh, an annuity yep. may not be a great fit for somebody who already has a whole bunch of pensions, right? And they've got way more pension income than they can ever use. But somebody who doesn't have a pension, it may be a great fit for them. I mean, I'm simplifying the two things there, but that's no, just a, an easy illustration. Right? Uh, that's that's it, exactly. That's yeah. simplified, but that's a great. That's a great correlation there. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's a really good question, Ellie. I think the answer there, as you heard it kind of loud and clear from Jess and Jonathan, no, don't, don't, it's not necessarily a bad sign for you because you may not be your friends, uh, may have quite a different situation than them and a different lifestyle in some ways. So come in, get a review of your plan, of your situation. Uh, this is one of the things that they talk about all the time at the dinner and de- discussion seminars throughout Austin, having it at multiple locations. There's probably a convenient spot near you where you can come in and uh, have a conversation uh, about what's going on in your financial life. Learn with some of those others. You know, if you're talking to your friends about these kinds of things, we'll come in and learn with some of your peers as well. Grab a friend, bring them to one of the dinner and discussion seminars as well, and have a conversation about your plan with the great team at Noble Capital Wealth Management. Uh, Give a call or text to find out about upcoming dates. 512-492-3800 is the number. 512-492-3800. And also online at ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. Thanks for the question, Ellie. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Hey, it's Jess Hamill with Noble Capital. Are you making your retirement a priority? Do you have a plan to generate income in retirement? Have you worked hard to accumulate a nest egg and now your only plan is to spend it down? If any of these questions make you stop and think, you need to attend our upcoming dinner event. We'll talk about generating retirement income in ways you probably won't expect. Seats fill up quickly, so reserve your spot today. Go to ncwealth.com or call 512-492-3800. That's ncwealth.com or call 512-492-3800. You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour with Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland. Let's get back to the show with your host, Walter Storholt. Well, it's time to open up the mailbag and get another question from one of our listeners. If you want to submit a question, go online and contact us at ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. This first one comes to us from Jay in Austin today. Jay says, ever since I retired, I've had a really hard time spending money. Something about not having a paycheck makes me nervous. Do you think I need a shrink? (laughs) (laughs) That goes back to the uh, therapist versus financial advisor role here. Um, Jay, you don't need a shrink. What you need is a, a financial advisor that understands the difference between spending down and generating income. Right. You need a plan. But a to plan. answer your question, um, no, you don't need a shrink. You should be nervous. Um, if all you've done is accumulate a, a nest egg and you're trying to spin it down and figure out uh, how to make yourself run out before it does, then you've got the wrong plan. So give us a call and let's see if we can help you out. Great question, Jay. A lot of people have that question. You're not alone there. And if you want to get some further information and get some customized advice, for your own financial situation. Maybe you're listening to the show today and you're in a similar situation to Jay as well. Give a call to the team at Noble Capital Wealth Management. 512-492-3800 is the number. That's 512-492-3800. And always 24-7 online at ncwealth.com.
Hey, it's Jess Hamill with Noble Capital. Are you making your retirement a priority? Do you have a plan to generate income in retirement? Have you worked hard to accumulate a nest egg and now your only plan is to spend it down? If any of these questions make you stop and think, you need to attend our upcoming dinner event. We'll talk about generating retirement income in ways you probably won't expect. Seats fill up quickly, so reserve your spot today. Go to ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. We'll see you there. Want to have a great meal on us and learn a little about retirement at the same time? Go to ncwealth.com to see our list of upcoming dinner events. You can reserve a spot right there online. Just go to ncwealth.com to RSVP. Come hungry. We'll see you there. You're tuned in to the Noble Capital Radio Hour, and it's time to open up another question on the mailbag. By the way, if you want to submit a question, we might feature it on a future show. Call or text your question to 512-492-3800 or go online to ncwealth.com. Miles has today's question, and Miles is in Lago Vista. And Miles says, I've worked with a couple of different financial advisors over the years, and I like them both. Do I need to pick just one or the other, or is it okay to work with a couple of different people? There's nothing wrong with working with two financial advisors. We run into that situation all the time when somebody comes in that has an advisor they've had for a while that is in the accumulation mode. They're not really retirement experts or even retirement focused, and so we'll take some of that portfolio and shift it over to something that's more appropriate for the retirement, and sometimes we'll let the other advisor continue to manage what's left over and accumulate, or sometimes we'll take that on ourselves. But you know, there's, there's nothing inherently bad about having two advisors, but there's certainly a, a, a pretty good advantage to having one person that you don't have to worry about, you know, going back and forth with somebody else. Right. On. What you don't want is two advisors fighting over your portfolio. On exactly. That's, that's the but, right? I mean, yes, it, you can have two that work together perfectly well, but typically what we see is if you're working with an advisor for a long period of time, they, they tend to get, I don't know, jealous. They don't, they don't want to lose control of those assets and over your accounts, you know, all those things. So just be, be sure that they, they both each have your, your best interest at heart. And it's pretty easy to determine that once you get into the conversations about moving assets that's around and and those sorts of things so as long as they're able and willing to to both give you appropriate advice and and you feel uh, confident um, and trusting then you know it's it sounds like it it could work out perfectly well for you it's it's really about your gut feel at the end of the day and and making sure you you get what you need out of the relationships so we we see it done both ways Um, we've worked with other advisors and We've had people um, sort of d- divorce their advisors, so to speak, and, and, and come over and work with us. It all just depends. So uh, you can make it work either way. Uh, just make sure that at the end of the day, you have a plan that, that you like, that you feel comfortable with, and that makes you confident in retirement. That's what it's all about. There's a uh, – this is going to probably in- embarrass myself here, but <laughs> okay. I-, I read the HGTV magazine. Uh, get the, the subscription. Good for you, Walter. You know. That's fantastic. See, I-, I figured you'd be all right with that, with your, with your gardening <laughs> background there, Jonathan. And I don't even know what it is, so I'm just smiling. <laughs> <laughs> and they play the uh, they play a game in there. How bad is it? And they just throw out different like you know home furnishing or you oh. know project scenarios. And it's like, oh, that's not that bad, or oh, that's kind of bad, or oh, that's mm-hmm. really bad. Don't do that. So this one is like not that bad, but it's also not okay. So it's like there's some caveats here, Miles, to consider yeah. when you're working with multiple advisors because it may not be efficient or. The, the right, best situation, right. but it's not like it's the end of the world either. Right. Just assess the situation, and, and again, if you're confident in it, comfortable with it, then there's nothing technically wrong with it, right? It, it just comes back to you're dealing with people, so just understand that. 
we're so far out on the fringe of our HDTV reference that Jess can't even make fun of us for it. <laughs> yeah, Jess got nothing on this. He's just like, if I'm only he knew, up. he could totally rip us. Well, there you go. Great question, Miles. Thanks for submitting that one to us. And if you've got any questions of your own, uh, don't hesitate to reach out. We might feature your question on a future show. Call or text it in and say, I've got a mailbag question. 512-492-3800 or go to ncwealth.com. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. It's getting to know you time. Time to get to know Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland a little bit better on today's show. This is where we take a quick sidestep from all the financial talk just to get to know their personalities a little bit better. And, guys, I'm curious, looking back on life, what's the luckiest thing that's ever happened to you? Ooh. Luckiest thing? I'm going to let Jonathan go first on oh, that. Oh, don't make me go first. I'm yeah. trying to I'm sitting here. I don't get lucky very often. I mean, I think I want oh, like that a – sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I've won like a like a five dollars on a scratch off or something once. That's like the kind of stuff that comes to mind. Or like you pull into the busy shopping center or the grocery store and you find the parking spot right up front. Man, I don't have like a winning the lotto kind of story. Those are pretty Although, small pieces I, of luck right there. I know. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. We. All right, I'll pick it up. So for me, I mean, that's a pretty long list. I've gotten lucky on a lot of things in my life, and there's some things that I would. Some people define as, oh, he just got lucky. I look at it as I got fortunate to get the opportunity to do it. But the luckiest thing, before I came to work here, I was traveling. I literally was commuting to Chicago and, and Indiana two weeks per month. I enjoyed what I did. I did not enjoy the commute. And out of nowhere, Jaden reaches out and recruits me for here. I'm looking at it thinking, okay, maybe something local. And then I look at the address, and it's literally three minutes from you know, my bed to my desk. So <laughs> I found something that I liked a whole lot um, that allowed me to pursue my talents, and it was right by the house. So that to me, that was pretty lucky. That's pretty cool. I like that. Have you rethought yep. your answer at all, Jonathan? No, I mean, I'm no. sticking with the parking spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm racking the brain over here. I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's something that's just like, don't. Like, you know, how about, right how about just a random um, conversation about guitars and you tell me a, a, a 59 Les Paul is something that you've always well, that's wanted. A good, all that's, of a sudden. That's, a, that's a good, I mean, I don't know if that, I classify that as, as luck, but it's certainly a good fortune, right? Like I'm super fortunate to have, have that occur. So that well, would I mean, yeah. Lucky that the guy you work for is, out of even if you had to pick everybody in this company, you got lucky that somebody thinks so far outside of the box that would, you know. That's true. That yeah, it's turned a conversation on a long road trip into a great gift, a, a phenomenal gift idea. Yeah, there I mean, that's. Go. That's lucky, yeah. So uh, a, a dream guitar, uh, not an actual '59 for any of those who li- who are listening. Yeah, there's four on the planet for sale. You don't have to kind of come rob me now. Yeah, like it, it, it's, four hundred grand. It's a beautiful reissue, and, and uh, that I that I love very much playing. So there's a little bit of, of luck or fortune that's kind of fallen into my lap this year. That's a good answer. Like it's certainly better yeah. than my parking spot. Right? That's better yeah. than parking. <laughs> yes, very right. true. Uh, mine's quick. I got to be on Nickelodeon one time, and uh, so, and then one in the like the game that they were having. So. It was like a live Nickelodeon show when I, it was when I was a kid, and um, they picked me out of like a stadium of ten thousand people to come up on stage, and we played Pass the Pie, and then I didn't get the pie. I lucked out and didn't, you know, have to have the pie thrown in my face. And then uh, the gift and the the winning of uh, the event was the coolest thing of all time to a you know I don't know eight year old or whatever I was at the time. It was a whole bunch of VHS tapes. 
and they were all orange, like the Nickelodeon orange, which was just like the coolest thing back then of like, you know, the best five or six episodes of all their top shows. And then they, and they sent it to me, mailed it to me in a big box. And uh, it was a pretty cool gift. So I'd say that was probably the luckiest that, I was. That is. That's like lucky twice in the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And, thanks, yeah. and thanks for clearing up that you were eight because I'm thinking going, <laughs> Yeah, this wasn't, Walter, re- no, this wasn't no. that recent. Okay. Yeah. I remember those orange tapes. I remember having like Rugrats on orange. Yeah, orange. yeah. It, it, was just, it was the coolest thing. It's like it's not just like a standard one. It's a special one. It was special to have an orange VHS deal. tape. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> the things that mattered, you know, 25 years ago <laughs> are funny to look back on. That's for sure. Jonathan, have you ever owned a VHS tape? Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. 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 Come on. I had a VHS there's, there's player a weird, few years ago. Yeah, there are some weird overlaps here that, that, that make me forget the time span between yeah. our generations that I just I find phenomenally crazy that he has not been exposed to and then some things that I would not That's expect true. that all of a sudden he's got it. And now now records are making a comeback, so you know, have a record player and you know, a bunch of albums, you know. Yeah. Do you, do you yeah. have a beta tape? No, no, never, never had a beat. I, don't, I think that was like now uh, you've out of existence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we've arrived. Our we, first, v, our we, first VCR was beta, and we thought, "Wow, this is cool." We got a beta, and then of course, you know, it flopped and was nothing. We were VHS and cassettes to start out before the conversion to then CDs and DVDs and that kind of yeah. thing. But, I got your B, brother. I had an eight track in my first. I was going to say eight track. <laughs> then we're on different levels. So <laughs> the audience knows exactly where we are age wise now. I remember getting upset one Christmas because I ordered. I asked for a new stereo for the house and i got one that had a you know the old it was a combination so it was am fm radio it was a record player and it was a tape deck too with two tape decks and i was trying to tell my dad not cassette it's got to be eight track and sure enough i open it up and it's a cassette and my face just fell dad got mad because he's like you know what the heck and in the end of course i was better off but yeah that's that's what i wanted was an eight track because that's what we had everybody had eight tracks to trade back and forth not to be, uh, not to take us too far off the rails, but my dad has such an extensive cassette player collection that he still to this day is every time he gets a new car, he actually pays them to take out the existing console and put in an old cassette player so he can oh, still listen wow. to his cassettes in the truck. Okay, I that, can relate to that a little bit because my, the the car I just got in the last year has no CD player in it, and I gave up one that has a six disc CD player. Oh my god, it's a CD changer. Yeah, like a CD six disc CD changer, and it just broke my heart not to have a CD player. So and I have to do the whole Bluetooth thing on the phone and figure out the Spotify and, you know, you know I can all the give, new I stuff. I can give you your entire CD collection on a thumb drive. I know, but I just, you know, something about, you know, just it's right there. It just starts playing when you get in. You don't have to mess with it. I get it. I get it. You know, swapping it out to put in a cassette tape. That's that, what, see, that's, that's a little false. That, I wouldn't do it because I, I like the technology of it, but that certainly sounds like something I would do. That's absolutely. next level. It is yeah. next level. Yep, absolutely. Anyway, fun conversation. I love these uh, nostalgic uh, questions where we get to kind of look back a little bit in the past. I'm sure there's somebody out there going, you know, like you guys don't know even what you're talking about in terms of old technology. I'm sure there's some folks who have us beat there for sure. Uh, that's getting to know Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland a little bit better on our show today. There's more coming up. Stay with us. Talk 1370, the right choice. If you ever miss a show, don't worry. You can always catch up later with the Noble Capital Radio Hour podcast. Find it on your favorite podcasting apps like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other platforms. Just look for the Noble Capital Radio Hour podcast or go online to ncwealth.com. 
Well, thanks for listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Walter Storholt here alongside Jess Hamill, Jonathan Berkland, the great team at Noble Capital Wealth Management, serving you in the Austin area. Find us online by going to ncwealth.com, or you can call or text your questions to the team directly at 512-492-3800. That's 512-492-3800. Guys, I want to talk about taxes for a couple of minutes on today's show. It's a really big, important part of the financial planning process, but often one that people don't spend enough time talking about or diving into. And so I want to make sure we give it its proper coverage on the show. I think most people make this assumption that their taxes are going to be lower in retirement. That may be one of the reasons why they then don't pay as much attention to it. How often are folks right about that based on your experience? Very seldom. Yeah, not very often. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those things where you kind of go with maybe what you hear commonly in, in the media or the, whatever whatever articles you're reading, that sort of thing. And people say, you know, your lifestyle is going to, your income is going to drop in retirement since, you know, your highest earning years are those typically right before you retire, that sort of thing. But, you know, most people, while that may be true, your income reduces some. Most of the people we're working with, they're not ready to go, you know, just... Uh, live off red beans and rice and call that their retirement, they want to keep some sort of lifestyle that they've been accustomed to and just continue that for the rest of their lives. So while their income may drop some, you're still going to be up there in, in the higher tax brackets and playing around in, in you know, sort of tax land, if you will, and it's still going to hit you and affect you uh, much more so than if you're just drawing Social Security and that's it. Yeah, I mean, I can I can honestly say I can't think of five clients maybe in the past five years that we actually planned a drop in income. I mean, we, we start off with, if they're still working, we start off with their income, start off with their budget, we inflate it going forward, and as soon as they retire and the income drops out, the goal is immediately to replace that, and not only replace it, but at a higher rate because of inflation. So that comes from the old... Uh, the old mindset of 40 years ago when they came up with tax deferred retirement savings where mm-hmm. you know everybody thought well I'm going to I'm going to retire so I won't be working so I won't making as much money so I won't have as high of a tax bracket they didn't really think about the fact that they weren't going to just sit around and do nothing they had to generate that money some way and especially if you've done tax deferred you know 401k's traditional IRAs for your whole life and that's the, your portfolio then every penny you spend is going to be taxed for the rest of your life yeah, that's a great point. So what strategies, since this is kind of a different uh, different world now than maybe what it used to be, what strategies can somebody use while they're still working to start working on that tax situation down the road and maybe try to improve it? Well, one, I would say acknowledge it and plan for it. You know, don't, yes, don't yeah. just assume it's not going to happen. Um, you know, I say this all the time. The biggest – everybody's worried about risk in retirement because they're usually in the market, so they're worried about the market correcting and they're worried about the risk of their portfolio being – reduced significantly by a market correction. And I think the bigger risk is tax. You know, we are in the lowest tax brackets that we've ever had in my lifetime, certainly. You know, if I plan for that to continue into my retirement and, you know, who knows who's going to be in the administration 20 years from now, um, my tax rate might be double what I thought it was going to be. So if I was planning for, you know, top tax bracket of 30, if I was careful and all of a sudden it's 60%, then half my portfolio just got wiped out just in taxes. Right, right. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. So sometimes, you know, we have the conversations of, well, we know what it is today. And while that may make me upset or uncomfortable to take some of those gains off the table for talking about, you know, uh, non-qualified accounts, right, uh, after-tax dollars going in, or even um, when we're talking about planning out income, do we do we go ahead and tap that traditional IRA today or do we take the Roth today? Sometimes it's, it's um, a little bit more 
a little bit more easy to stomach uh, taking those tax dollars, taxable dollars off the table today because we know what those rates are and we know that we're in some of the lowest rates that we've seen in our lifetimes, right? We're not sure what's going to happen going forward. So sometimes it's just a little bit of like a gut check. Do I go ahead and, and take the gains off the table today, so to speak, or do I wait and have the question mark pop up later as to what it's going to be and you know, play, play that game. It's, it's not necessarily always a right or wrong approach. It's more of a, what am I more comfortable with? But at the end of the day, it's, it's trying to keep you from paying more taxes than, than you have to. Right. Yeah. Um, when, it, when it comes to income and retirement, there's, there's three categories. It's either taxable, tax efficient or tax free. Yeah. So the goal is to convert as much taxable to as tax efficient or tax free as possible at the right time. So, you know, the, the blatantly obvious trick, if you've got somebody sitting on a couple hundred grand in their savings, the first year they retire, then for the first year, don't earn any income. Live off savings, have zero income, mm-hmm. and convert as much out of your traditional to your Roth as you can in the 10 and 12% brackets. All the thinking ahead, planning ahead, tricks like that will help you in the long run. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're eligible to contribute to those Roth IRAs, uh, go for it, right? I mean, if that's the case, you're not going to be in the, the highest tax brackets at this point. Or you'll get phased out. So by default... It's probably a good option to go ahead and and just contribute when you can, um, knowing that you may get phased out someday. So if you can, go ahead and contribute there. That's probably the best uh, thing I can can say to do if you're still out there working. Can you guys dig into the memory banks a little bit, maybe give me an example or two of a uh, just kind of bring the idea home and put it into real-world context, maybe a bad mistake that you've seen people make with their investments that they could have avoided if they had maybe come and talked to somebody like you first? Well, as it relates to the current um, tailback here, yeah, the, the tax stuff. I mean, I've had – we had a couple that came in, and we didn't take them on as clients because there wasn't anything I could do. They were in their early 50s and had a couple of million dollars in their 401Ks and, like, you know, five grand in the bank. They will be paying tax on that money for the rest of their life. But we had another client that came in that had done very well for himself. Him and his wife were living very conservatively. You know, I mean, nothing fancy at all. Had a million eight, million nine of all tax deferred. I mean, they had maybe fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 in savings. No non-qualified accounts whatsoever, and everything was in traditional IRAs that was either funded in an IRA or that was a rollover from a 401k. And I had to break the news to him, you know, hey, man, I can, I can do my best here, but you didn't give me anything to work with. There's, there's like literally nothing I can do other than just try to plan it out as well as I can. But, yeah, all the uh, income for the rest of his life is going to be taxed. Right. Now, luckily for him, he wasn't spending much, so at least he wasn't in the higher brackets. But you know, 10 years from now, who knows what the bracket's going to be. Yeah, I think the, the moral of that story is you need to be looking at your, your tax-deferred accounts before you get to retirement. At that point, if you're going to try to convert anything over to Roth, then you face a, a bunch of other challenges, including, you know, taking that on all as income in the, in the year that you convert. So if you can space out even those conversions over, you know, 10, 15 years leading up to retirement, you can also capitalize on the gains that you get over that time, too. So yeah. um, it's really one of those things where we do the best we can with with our clients who are right there in or near retirement but the tax game starts long before retirement and a lot of people don't realize that unfortunately and there's one more step to that one i forgot that's um imagine having your entire portfolio tax deferred except for maybe six months worth of uh, you know money in the bank and now you're trying to retire at 53 or 54 you can't even touch it without paying another 10 yes, penalty on top yes. of it for five years yeah, that happens a lot too, right? You, you theoretically have enough net worth to have a very successful retirement before 59 and a half. You could retire at 50, but what, that 10% penalty that you're going to get uh, hit with before 59 and a half keeps you from, from doing that in a lot of cases. And that's it's really painful when we have those conversations. It's like you can, but you have this. You yeah, know? I mean, it's, we had this, big but. this case we're actually right in the middle of. We were just going round and round and round. It's like every solution had a problem. It's like right, we can convert right. this to Roth, but then you can't spend it because it's within the first five years. So. Yeah. 
we put it off for a couple of years and it just adds to that and i mean just there was yep. no we came up with the best solution that there could be but it certainly wasn't you know, right right it wasn't as nice as it could have been if it so worked for people kind of tax status diversification you know having some some after-tax accounts just basic brokerage accounts savings accounts it's important to have some of that alongside your iras and 401ks so that when it comes time to retire maybe retire before 59 and a half retire early quote unquote right you have a little bit more flexibility to do so and you're not at uh, you know the whim of the irs and their their rules and stipulations so if you're if you feel like you're at the whims of the irs or if you have some questions along uh, the lines of tax and and the implications therein uh, regarding your retirement uh, I, i'd invite you to come out and, and spend some time with us you know we do dinner events all the time we're in and around austin uh, several times a month and it's really a good opportunity to come out get to know us personally get to see what we're all about we talk a lot about the various mistakes that that we see people making in retirement and introduce you to the way that we really uh, do our retirement planning. Um, and if you like us well enough, you're, of course, welcome to make an appointment, meet us in person, face-to-face, one-on-one, and we can get to know you better and, and really give you some advice and guidance on your own retirement plan, and we certainly love doing that. So take the opportunity now, reach out to us, and sign up for one event coming up here. If you want to reach out, you can call or text 512-492-3800. That's 512 492 3800. Call or text that number and uh, mention the dinner seminars, the dinner and discussion seminars or a dinner event that you would like to come, that you're interested in that, and uh, the team will reserve a spot for you at a future event. And you can also see the list of events and sign up online right now from your smartphone or computer at ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. Another great opportunity to make sure that you're addressing all of the deficiencies that might be in your financial plan and a great time to learn with some of your peers some proper planning techniques. And again, some of those common retirement mistakes. Ignoring taxes is a big one. It's one of the ones that they cover in those events. They also talk about things like the annuity trap and the problem with investing as if you're still working, plus the danger of procrastination and much more. We'll cover all the mistakes, show you how to avoid them. If you want to come to an upcoming event, take the opportunity now to do so. Sign up online at ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. Or call or text us directly at 512-492-3800. And that's all the time that we have for on this week's show. For Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland, I'm Walter Storholt. Have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll see you next time back here on the Noble Capital Radio Hour. All opinions and information expressed by the speakers on this show are solely the opinions of those speakers and not those of Noble Capital or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates. All opinions are based on information the speakers consider reliable. Opinions and information are provided as is for educational purposes only, cannot be guaranteed or warranted, may change without notice, and may not be corrected or updated. Opinions and information should not be construed as an inducement to invest and offer to buy or sell securities, nor as legal tax or investment advice, nor do they take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and are therefore not necessarily intended as recommendations suitable for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments and strategies mentioned on this program. Neither the speakers, Noble Capital, or their affiliates guarantee any specific outcome or profit. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all investments involve inherent risk of total loss. Strategies and investments fluctuate in price and value, and investors may get back less than they invested. You should seek advice from independent financial investment and legal counsel before making any financial or investment decisions. Transmission of information through this program is not intended and does not create an advisor-client relationship between you and Noble Capital. Information provided on this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated and maintained by third 
parties. The provision of such information does not imply responsibility for or an endorsement of any third-party information, opinion, recommendation, or investment product. Reproduction, distribution, republication, and or retransmission of any portion of this program is prohibited without the prior written consent of Noble Capital.